Ready to boost sales and grow your business without the BS? Welcome to the Business Growth Show. I'm Sam Dunning, a digital marketing, sales, and business growth evangelist. Tune in and subscribe today as I'll be interviewing business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We'll be sharing actionable tips across marketing, sales, and growth without the BS to help you skyrocket your business. And welcome back to a fresh episode of the Business Growth Show. I'm your host, Sam Dunning, and co-owner over at webchoiceuk.com. And today, I'm joined by Ethan Butte. Ethan is the chief evangelist over at BombBomb. He's host of the Customer Experience Podcast, and he's also the co-author of Rehumanize Your Business. He's sent over 10,000 personal video messages and taught thousands of businesses uh, business professionals, rather, how and why they can do exactly the same. Ethan, a really warm welcome to the show. How's it going? Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. No worries, man. So we're we're going to be talking all about video, um, but not just video. We're going to be talking why traditional follow up, namely email, is is pretty much dead in the water, and why video is is the one that's going to going to take over. Um, but first and foremost, Ethan, I mean, I've, I've spoken to a lot of business professionals, sales professional marketers over the last few years, and um, a few of them have, have said to me, look, video is okay for some, not so much for others. It's a bit of a gimmick. It's not really here to stay. It's maybe a fad across, I don't know, 2020, 2021, 2022, and then it's down the pan. What are your thoughts, sir? Uh, my, my take on that, and again, thank you for having me. My take on that is that if it is a gimmick, if you treat it like a gimmick, if you perceive it as a gimmick, if you use it in a gimmicky way, it's exactly what it'll be. It'll burn out on you. It won't be especially useful. If you try to do things like take the garbage emails that you're sending right now, they're producing a, you know some tiny fraction of a reply rate uh, and try to turn those into videos. That's also not going to, I mean, that's treating it a little bit in a lazy fashion, a little yep. bit like a gimmick. My feeling is that we all know that we are better in person. We all know that we're most effective, we're most clear, we're most persuasive when we're eye-to-eye, face-to-face. Obviously, we can't do that for a variety of reasons. Sometimes it's geographic, like you and me. Sometimes it's time zones, which is kind of like you and me. You're kind of wrapping sure. up today. I'm just getting started. Yep. You know, For all these reasons that we can't get together with the people who matter most to our success, we need to find ways to be more clear, to be more personal, to be more ourselves, because that's how we win. And I think video messages and email, LinkedIn, Slack, wherever else you want to put them, belong in the mix for the long term Mm, mm. do you think that video is is the better option or like you mentioned there they're part of the mix um and the the reason i say that is a lot of again a lot of business owners or guests we've had on the show might have a preference that they might say look you've got to use the phone some say you've got to use a multi-channel approach some say email's king um is video way up there? Are we saying that video is overtaking cooling? Or are we saying, no, we just put it part of a, a blended approach? I think it's a blended approach. I mean, it really, ultimately, where we need to go when we have the opportunity, when we do engage with people, we learn a little bit about them. We obviously learn that across any population of people we're communicating with, let's just say it's 25 uh, active people that we're kind of communicating with over some period of time in a prospecting capacity or in a customer capacity, 
we know that five of them prefer this channel, seven of them prefer that channel, nine of them prefer that channel. I don't remember how many I have left here in my made up scenario, <laughs> but different people need and want different things. I would also say in terms of making contact, just going specifically to that prospecting use case, it does take a mix. I think anyone who's actively doing pros uh, prospecting will tell you if the only thing I did was make phone calls, I wouldn't be as successful. If the only thing I did was reach out on LinkedIn, I wouldn't be as successful. If the only thing I did was send emails, I wouldn't be successful. It takes a little bit of a mix. And the cool thing about video is when you blend it in with a voicemail, with a LinkedIn connection, with an email, you can refer to those other touches and just say, hey, I'm the person who's doing that. I just want to put a face with the name. I want to let you know I'm sincere in my interest in being of, of some service or value to you, right? And so uh, in that mix, it allows you to, a, at least for the foreseeable future, separate yourself from other people who may be reaching out. And then at the same time, essentially humanize those other touches by now being a face and a name and a personality, which, by the way, is much harder to reject than a screen full of plain black text on a plain white screen. Yeah, 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 makes sense. Um, and we'll get into that in a bit. We'll talk about where we can actually utilize video in different parts of our process, whether a sales rep, whether a business owner, um, and which which angles, which approaches that would perhaps be a best fit. Um, so we, we've talked about there that it, it can be part of the mix. It doesn't have to necessarily take over certain elements, but it can be weaved in as and when we want. Um what what perhaps should be what should perhaps should be the mindset? Is video for anyone and everyone, Ethan, um, or is it for generally people that are, are used to being front of camera, or is it something we can pick up straight away? Um, what do we need to think about before we get started? It's like anything that you want to get basically good at. You're not very good in the beginning. You practice, you get better, you get better, you get better, and then you're good. You're comfortable. You're over the hump, etc. And so, whether it's something like playing chess or learning to speak Mandarin or learning to ride a bike <laughs> or skiing down a mountainside, all of these things, you're not very good in the beginning, but as you get going and as you focus on it, you get better and better. I think it's the same thing with any sales professional. Your first five phone calls probably weren't fantastic. Your first five in-person presentations, either across uh, you know, a conference room table or across a table at a coffee shop probably weren't nearly as comfortable as the five most recent ones that you did. And so I think that the sad thing that happens is that people, you know, they, they watch a video like this, or they listen to a podcast episode, or they download something, or they read a blog post, and they're like, oh, I'm going to give this a try. They're yep. uncomfortable out of the gate. And then they say, oh, this isn't for me. I'm not a video person. But just think of the consequences of that. Like if on your first, you know, phone call, you're like, oh, that was uncomfortable. I guess I'm just never going to use the phone again. Or, <laughs> you know, that email wasn't especially well written or it took me a little longer to write than I wanted to. I guess I'm just not an email person or, yeah. you know, I, I misspoke during my last in-person sales presentation or the last meeting that I was in. I guess I'm just not a meeting person. I'm just going to stop going to meetings altogether. It's like, that's where I see video, by the way. It's where I see video messages. I look forward to the day when we can stop talking about this as a new thing. And we start going down the more nuanced and refined paths, you know, like you can still take a sales course on how to be more effective over the telephone or how to give a better sales presentation. And rightfully so, we're constantly learning, evolving, improving, et cetera. And I look forward to the day when, when this style of video communication is just part of that mix and yep. we're, we're, we're past the conversation we're having today. That said, we need to have this conversation today or else it's never going to be normalized. Yeah, some some great points. And 
on that note, we've um, I've I've said it many times on the show. The amount of times I get video messages that are actually personalised. Every now and then I'll get a video message, but quite often it's not actually personalised. So they'll just it will just start hi or hello without my name or my company or any re- personal reference to me, and then just go on with the pitch or the spiel or whatever it is about their company. So occasionally I'll get those. But I can't remember the last time I actually got a personal um, video, apart from yourself, Ethan, when we were talking about getting you on the show, um, that was specific to me. So that just shows if you want to pitch me, just give me a video because uh, I never get them anyway. Um, but with that said, if if it is something that people tuning in are thinking, yeah, I've heard a lot about video. I'm quite tempted. I want a different way to break into people's inbox, to mix up the monotonous emails that everyone's getting hundreds of a day or the, the cold calls or whatever it is, something different that's going to make them stand out. Is it just a case of, like you mentioned there, we just need to do one. It might be uncomfortable. Then we plow through. Or are there a few other things? And I don't want to make this all about mindset. But are there a few other things we need to consider um, that are going to help us just start to feel comfortable with producing videos daily and, um, or is it just a case that we grin and bear it and crack on? Yeah, this one's challenging because most of the resistance and most of the challenge of doing it is emotional and it's internal. Um, but most of what I'm going to share with you is rational. So I know it's not totally going to hit, but I'll leave you with a tip that I think will you know, bridge that divide a little bit. And so in general, the main reason people... Uh, you know, I think you said grin and bear it, like this idea of this, like, I'm just going to force my way through this very terrible, uncomfortable, awkward thing. Like that, that is part of it. But the reason we feel so awkward and uncomfortable is we're just not used to seeing ourselves. Like we've become comfortable seeing ourselves on video now that we all have to use Zoom or Microsoft Teams or Cisco WebEx or Google Meet or whatever we're using for our, you know, face-to-face meeting. So we're used to seeing ourselves on our screen a little bit, but the difference with these recorded video messages that we can play them back. And when we do, we tend to judge ourselves far more harshly than anyone else would. We tend to be unfair to ourselves. We tend to expect a higher level of perfection of ourselves than we ever would of anyone else. And so here's my tip for people, because we do need to get through that and practice is the only way through. Here's the easiest way to get comfortable before perhaps you start reaching out to prospects or customers, or maybe people that you're looking to, um, to engage with you, maybe you want them to hire you kind of thing like video is useful for so many different things. Um, because it's about getting to know you. It's about you communicating your sincere interest. It's about you providing some legitimate value. I hate using that word because it's just a little bit vague, but sure. um, video allows you to do a lot of these things that maybe we'll get into. The best way to get comfortable, if you're not comfortable just grinning and bearing it through like things that are actively part of the work that you're doing and, and your bottom line success, I recommend starting with people you know and who know you. I recommend starting with family members, friends, people you know on LinkedIn, former coworkers. And the messages that you're going to be sending are something like thank you or good job or congratulations or I was thinking about you or I just noticed that or I just heard that. Um, and, and by those last couple ones, I mean, like, as you're scrolling your LinkedIn feed or you're scrolling Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or wherever you're spending your time, um, you see things, right. And you may like, you may comment, but there's also something like, whether it's like the, there's some nuance that you'd find difficult to capture in a comment, or that's just kind of like not, not getting clear or you, you know, a half hour later or a day later, you're still thinking about this provocative, like it just happened to me a number of times, a provocative or interesting conversation that someone created on LinkedIn. And so even though you've liked, even though you've commented and maybe even commented back, send a video back. 
Hey, Sam, it's Ethan. Gosh, you know, that post you put up yesterday, A, good job, by the way, tons of engagement on that. I was glad to be part of it. But, you know, here I am a day and a half later, and I'm still thinking about this thing and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it just, it, it A, it takes our digital connections and really brings them to life a little bit more. It allows people to feel seen and appreciated. It creates deeper conversations, et cetera. And then the easier use cases, by the way, again, Thank you. Hey, thank you so much. I think if any of us was honest with ourselves at the end of any workday, we could easily make a list of two or three people that we should absolutely express some appreciation toward. We tend not to do that as often as we could, should, would. People mm. love it. It feels amazing. Um, same thing with congratulations or good job. You see someone got a promotion or you see someone finally closed that deal they were working on for the past two or three weeks or two or three months for that matter. So these little touches, A, they get you comfortable on camera, like just seeing yourself and recording it. How do I start these videos? How do I get out of these videos? It gets you comfortable with your software. It gets you comfortable with your setting, which most of us should sure. be again because we're doing video calls. It gets you comfortable with looking the camera in the lens. All of these things that we need from a technical as well as kind of a functional comfort level uh, can be worked out by reaching out in these lower threat, friendly, easy to do videos. And by the way, again, you're going to start getting replies that completely validate that this is a different and better way to communicate. You're going to get replies back that say, oh my gosh, I loved your email, which by the way, no one ever says unless there's a warm personal video in it, <laughs> or um, it was so great to see you. Or, you know, in the case that you're reaching out, hey, you know, I, I saw the news about your grandmother. I just want to let you know, I was really sorry to see that. She's such an awesome woman. Um, I hope everything works out okay. If I can ever do anything for you or your family, reach out and let me know, right? You're going to yeah. reply to a message like that. That's like, oh my gosh, that made my day. Or, oh my gosh, that made my week. Or thank you so much for thinking of me. And the only key in all of these, by the way, is you actually have to be sincere and mean it. Yeah, this, this is making me think that I don't thank my own team enough. And uh, internal communication and like, I mean, obviously functional stuff like project updates or preventing sure. everyone from having to get in a meeting. Like you just give a five minute update in a video and it covers, you know, everything. But, to, but to your point here, this, thank you. Good job. Congrats. A little 18 second video can absolutely turn around someone's day in this idea of feeling seen and appreciated, no matter what seat you're in, whether it's a prospect seat, a customer seat, family, friend, team member, coworker, peer, subordinate, supervisor, whoever that other person is to you, they want to know that you appreciate them. Mm. We all want that. I mean, like even yeah. the most, most hardcore type A people who are watching this are absolutely desperate for that positive feedback. Definitely. No, that makes sense. So it's almost like dipping your toe in the water. So starting with familiar people, whether that's colleagues, team members, friends, people you're connected to on LinkedIn or social media, and just, just reaching out with, with a warm, sincere message. And I guess gradually build that up. Once you get comfortable with that, then perhaps you do it to a prospect or an existing yep. customer. And then you maybe do it to a colder contact and then just work your way up and up and up as you go. Cool. Um, all right. So I want to get actionable with this, Ethan. I want to talk about because um, I've got perhaps some unusual ways that I've used video, but I'd love to know yours because um, you are the video evangelist. Um, so well, let's let's talk about some processes or some areas, perhaps in the sales process or business process that you've found to be really effective where video has been really helpful. And then maybe you can have a chat around kind of the best ways to integrate this. Sure. Um, so I guess we can think about like the customer life cycle. We'll focus on the acquisition side 
Um, although there are countless use cases at and after the point of a commitment where someone swipes a credit card or signs a contract or whatever, we need sure. to add, onboard them successfully, make sure that they get the, that they get what they want out of it, that you're giving them updates and staying in touch for retention, expansion, and other purposes for long-term customer success and increased lifetime value, which allows you to make more commitments on the acquisition side if you can increase that lifetime value. So. Just, just starting from the get-go, you're, you're either doing some inbounding or most people are probably doing a combination of inbound and outbound. And of course, you can use video for some of that earliest engagement. So let's just say you have a bunch of inbound stuff that you're doing, you know, whether it's, um, uh, you know, you're generating leads through forms or downloads or uh, webinars or any of these other things. Anytime you have people that are now part of your community, they've raised their hand, they've expressed some level of interest or commitment, uh, a great thing, you know, whatever you're sending, like you're delivering whatever you promised, or you're making that welcome or introduction in the case that they're signing up for a trial or something like that, reaching out with an evergreen video, and this is a key key option here, an evergreen video, and you mentioned that you've received several of these, an evergreen video is recorded once and using used over and over and over again, or it's recorded once and sent to a whole bunch of people all at one time. And you can do some things in those videos that make them feel personal. Uh, but the key thing is, and it, this is fundamental because there are now services that are trying to fake putting in your first name and things like that. Whether it's whether it's a chat bot, whether it's a video message, no matter what it is, I am deeply of the mind and the heart that you don't make something appear as something that it is not. And so with these evergreen videos, you're not trying to act like it's just for that person, but the more segmented you can be, the more specific you can be, the better. So if you can refer to the lead source, hey, it's Ethan with BombBomb. Want to say thank you so much for checking out our brand new video adoption guide. Hey, if you have any questions about that content or you want to start a free trial, if you have any questions at all, just reply to this email and let me know. It comes straight to my inbox. I'd be happy to answer your question. Take care and have a great day. So I didn't, I didn't greet you by name, but it was specific to this particular, you know, lead bound mm. lead generation thing. So the more specific you can make that, the better. The alternative is truly personal. I think for you with an agency model, because you're not looking to sign up 80,000 customers, you're looking for, you know, dozens or hundreds of the right customers. And so you may, you know, on this value, value volume basis, you may want to do those as truly personal touches. Hey, Sam, it's Ethan. I just noticed that blah, 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 blah. Right. And so, sure. um, Actively outbounding, again, mixed in with your emails, your phone calls, your LinkedIn messages, whatever else you're doing, or responding to inbound opportunities is one. Typically, what we're trying to do is move people in, into some kind of a, uh, a meeting type situation, uh, some kind of a, a discovery call type of yep. scenario. And so once you have that set, um, confirming appointment sets with video, we have seen it in our own business and across a number of other businesses, dramatically increase show rates on those appointments. Um, and what you're doing in that video, again, that can be done evergreen, where every time an appointment is set, you use the same video, or it can be done in a truly personal manner where you're speaking specifically to that person, specific to that opportunity, et cetera. But the whole goal of that video is to build up and promise specific value in there to create some anticipation, to make sure that you have the information you need in advance so that they're prepared for the meeting. Perhaps maybe if it's super helpful to to make sure they bring another particular person or role along for that meeting. These kinds of things like create some anticipation and promise some specific value. So it seems like something that they want to be a part of. And then this is a really money use case. And then I'll give you two more maybe, and then we can move on. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, this is the money one. Like 
if if you only like once you're basically comfortable on camera, if the only way you used video besides saying thank you to people was this, it would be worth whatever your subscription is, no matter what service you're using, bomb bomb or another one. After the appointment, and I know a lot of good AEs and other sales folks will do this. They'll like they'll keep notes during a during a call, and then they'll give like a bullet point follow up to the person. Add a video to that uh, to that email, and what you're doing there is kind of meeting them where they are emotionally. Some people are coming to you out of fear or desperation. Other people are coming to you because they're in a great situation, but they want to make it even better. You know, they're coming to you in different ways. So meet them where they are emotionally. Use their own language back with them about why you're engaged in the conversation. Readdress any objections that came up. Push any of those excitement buttons again, the things that they're really like jazzed about. Make sure that you hit on those things again and draw a mind, like a quick future of like what it's like a year from now, if we decide to go forward together, kind of a thing, like cast that vision with them again, just to, to sustain any kind of momentum or excitement that you generated in that meeting. And the cool thing, and then again, include bullet points down below out of courtesy. You don't expect everyone to watch the video exclusively, provide some support material with it, lightweight. But then what you're doing then is giving them something that they can easily forward to other people who may either be involved in the decision directly or may influence the decision, but you don't have to use that one person or two people as your proxy. You get to present the opportunity yourself as who you are, the excited, informed, expert person who is going to help them with this problem or help them with this opportunity. And so this ability, and I've seen that type of video get forwarded. So what happens is like, hey, Ethan, I just noticed that this video I sent uh, got opened um, you know, 18 times and the video got played 12 times. Like it's kind of creeping me out what's going on. It's like, well, tell me about the nature of the video. Well, it was after the, you know, they described the scenario I just gave you. I'm like, well, what, it, what happened is they probably forwarded it to two or three people and a couple of them probably forwarded it to a couple more, A, because it's novel and B, because it's probably highly informative and in their sure. presenting, you get to present the opportunity. Um, contracts, proposals, um, these types of things like detail, complexity, um, typically, you know, rather than just giving someone this, you know, eight page document that's filled with a bunch of jargon and is maybe unclear, walk and talk them through it with a screen recording video, break it down for them. If you negotiated to, together anything in there, point out that you included something that they wanted. If there's something that you constantly get friction on where people are like, Hey, I don't know about paragraph G, uh, you know, speak to it specifically and say, Hey, you know, a lot of people are kind of confused about this one. I just want to make clear what that language is about. Like walk and talk through these, um, uh, and you can also do it, of course, with proposals and other, uh, sorry, with sales presentations and other things too, but contracts, proposals, these types of things, it's really helpful. And again, those tend to get forwarded as well to other people so that, yeah. You know, you're going to do a better job explaining it probably in the per than the person who's looking at it for the first or second time. Um, obviously, at the point of commitment, any peer-to-peer -peer stuff that you can do that's relevant to the deal, if it's a if it's a technical uh, decision or a technical product or service um, or or you know service delivery, your CTO to their CTO or your CEO to their CT CEO, your CMO to their CMO, like peer-to-peer -peer stuff, just kind of build that relationship and provide some assurance, you know, confirm any kind of like values matching that there is there, just like any of the stuff that um, will really bridge that gap and make it a no-brain, like, okay, we got to go with these people. And you yeah. know, feel like we know them. They seem like really interested and motivated. Again, the simple act of recording a truly personal video, even if it's 45 seconds and sending it, is just the sign of respect, the sign of appreciation that people really, really value.
Yeah, no, that that does make sense. So some great points. I really like the tip in terms of if you had a phone conversation, the, the traditional thing to do is can you send me an email or can you send me a quote? Can you send me an estimate? Can you send me a proposal document? Whatever that request from the prospective customer may be. And then as a business owner, as a sales rep, we might just think, do our standard robot mode, send a bunch of bullet points, hope for the best, give them a call a week later. Oh, we're still comparing it. We're still thinking about it. Whatever the, the, the usual classic response we're used to getting is. Um, but no, like you said, video is, do you think it works so well, Ethan, because it's so rarely used and it just stands out? Or is there like an emotional part to it? Is there a psychological part to it? Um, is it just because this person's taken the time to put something a bit more tailored? Is it, or that, is it a combination of all these things that because it works so well? Yeah, I think it's where you ended up there. I think it is a combination of all these things. We're still in this window of this is new, this is different. Uh, and so there will be a point at which some of that novelty layer wears off, which I think is not a bad thing at all. Here's the deal. Ultimately, you are your own best differentiator. Ultimately, when people say yes, they're saying yes in part to you, to who you are, to the trust and rapport and relationship that you built, to the expertise that you demonstrated, et cetera. The human still matters. And if the human doesn't matter in this sales process and in the service delivery process, if the human doesn't truly matter, the human's going to get cut out. Right. And so if you feel like you are necessary and you are useful in this process of building trust, doing diagnosis, doing prescription, uh, you know, it, starting to do some of the solution providing, et cetera. If you feel as a human being that you are useful and that you belong there and that you are worth whatever you're being paid to do that work, you need to find more ways to lean in to what makes you uniquely human. Otherwise, where we don't do this. The system at large, and I'm speaking in a very broad, generic sense, will find a way to pull the, because a human adds cost. And so if we don't lean into some of these things, some of the emotional components to some of the nuanced, adaptable, flexible components, if we don't make people feel this is critical now from a customer experience standpoint and to where you were earlier with the thank you videos, an employee experience standpoint, sure. if yep. people don't feel seen and heard and appreciated, then, then they're going to default to where they do feel that way, right? So we need to let people know that they matter. We want to let people know that we are there for them. We want people to feel to kind of some of the way you asked that question. We want them to feel that psychological proximity. Now, they're not going to feel it in a conscious way, but they're going to feel psychologically proximate to you even in the absence of physical proximity. That's to say, if you and I never meet in person, Sam, I still feel closer to you for having spent this time with you on screen, in conversation, et cetera. And if we sustain our relationship by swapping video messages a couple few times a year with updates or, you know, I just saw this, you know, congratulations kind of stuff, we're going to feel psychologically near to one another. We're going to feel more connected. A, humans love to feel this way. We are a highly, highly social species. I think it's one of the reasons that we've um, evolved and adapted and kind of have become dominant on, on the earth for better or for worse. It's a whole separate conversation. <laughs> uh, but our highly social nature, like we want this, we need this, we're good at it, et cetera. And so, by the way, that's something that machines are not super good at. This adaptability, flexibility, the true emotional components of how we build trust relationship, how we move opportunities forward, et cetera. So I think that there are a lot of uh, deep human parts to this. I think it is a 
uh, a somewhat hollow substitute for in-person uh, experience, but for so many different reasons, the pandemic was one of them. Our opportunities to do that are limited. We're all operating generally on a more uh, a, a wider geographic basis. So we're not just, you know, you can't afford to really, I think a lot of companies are looking at this right now. Yeah. Can we afford to put her on a plane for six hours in order to go across the continent, in order to uh, go visit this one person to have this 90 minute meeting and then stay overnight and fly back the next day. Now we're in for like, you know, a thousand dollars in expenses minimum, depends on how nice the dinner and drinks were, you know, I, all that stuff is up for evaluation at this point. And so I think a lot that's going to happen less. I don't know that it's going to stop happening. It's going to happen less often. And so how do we close that gap? How do we, the reason we all know why we do this, we're most persuasive in person. We build trust and relationship better in person, all this stuff. So how do we close that gap if we're not going to be doing this as often or heaven forbid, we're restricted again from doing it for any of a variety of reasons. And so, um, I think there's something deeply human here. I think there's something highly functional here. I think there is a novelty that is still going to last, I think, for at least the next 18 to 24 months because so many people are dragging their feet into this, in my opinion, obvious opportunity to improve the way that we're working every day. Yep. Yep. Some some good points. You raised something interesting just now, Ethan. So you're talking about the fact um, perhaps AI perhaps things take over. I mean, personally, I think that if you're offering, let's say, a transactional product um, and you're only sticking to, I don't know, calling, emailing, you're not doing anything to differentiate yourself like you leaned on just now um, to kind of showcase who you are, what's unique about yourself, your offering, how you're tailoring to your prospects, needs, desires, goals, fixing their problems. You're probably just going to be replaced by AI in a few years, in my opinion, because um, they're going to be able to craft emails to understand what people need. Um, they're probably going to be able to do videos at some stage where they can just swap the names out, swap the pain points out and fix all this stuff. So if you're not doing something that's a bit unique, that's a bit different, um, and you're selling something that's of relatively low monetary value, um, I think you probably will get replaced. Um, but then when we're going to kind of larger scale, more complex sales cycles, more enterprise level deals, I think these things are going to be really critical. Um, I, I would add that you could be selling something that isn't a transactional sale. It actually is one of these more complex sales. Mm. But if you're doing it in a transactional way, you're not necessarily going to lose out to AI, but you are going to lose out to competition. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good ad. Good ad. So, um, yeah, some, some interesting stuff. So we've talked about kind of working video into the, the sales process, whether that's with a new lead, a new contact that's just come in, whether that's to complement your recent phone conversation or to send alongside your proposal. Um, one interesting way I used video a little while back actually was um, we had a prospect that got in touch. I think we spoke on the phone. We perhaps send an estimate. He said, yeah, we'll speak next, next week. Never managed to get hold of him. Um, probably went by a couple months. And then I thought I was going through my sales pipeline. I thought, Ah, we'll, we'll just send him a video. Um, and I think I just said on that video, like, hey, Steve, I can't remember his name. Hey, Steve, been a while. Um, we were speaking about your web project. Appreciate things getting in the way. Life happens. Wondered if you still wanted to pick up on fixing X, Y, Z, or if you'd given up on this project. He replied later, 30 minutes. Sam, sorry, I had some really bad news. Let's pick up tomorrow. I do want to move forward. Um, so that was one of the best case studies I had because that resulted in a few grand deal. I love it. Um, we, have a, we have a pretty large sales team in a pilot program right now and uh, like testing this out. And the, typically what we do, you know, we, we, we 
we prescribe use cases based on what they really need or want, what we learn from them as, as we build a relationship. And that's one of the primary use cases, like we call it like, you know, uh, in re-engaging uh, non-responsive leads or opportunities that have gone cold or whatever. And yep. so a chunk of their team is just reaching out to people who had expressed some level of interest at some point doing exactly what you did, which is, hey, person, it's person, detail about where we last left off based on the notes in my CRM, uh, wondering, and, and you, what you did there was just perfect, easy to respond to. You're asking a yes or a no question. Hey, um, is this something that we should pick up or, or have you moved on from the opportunity? And what invariably happens because you've made it really easy to respond, yes or no, they're going to reply and they're not going to say just no or yes. Yeah. Go yes. And, or yes, but, um, or these kinds of things. And it, all you're doing is just re-engaging that person and starting the conversation back up. And there's, it's, it's killer. It's a good They're point. Great results just like you did. It's a great point. I think something that this is probably not limited to video as well. This is probably listen limited. This is probably goes across email, cool, everything. I think a lot of us by habit put too much fluff into things. So like you said, just, just give the question, like, have you given up on this? Are you still interested in this? Because they're going to probably reply to that email, yes or no. Whereas if you start doing things like, would you like to reconsider this? Would it make sense to pick up next week at two o'clock in the afternoon? And how's your dog? And what's going on with this? And five minutes later, you've got a really complex email or, or video and they've just switched off. Um, so I don't know what you think about that, Ethan, but I quite yeah, simpler like all, Simpler is always better. Just here's a basic, a basic truism. Out of respect for other people, the simpler we can make our messages, the better. Now, it's harder for us to make a simpler message, to make a shorter message, to make a more concise message. It takes more work on our part, but the more work we're willing to take on on our side to make it easier for other people, A, the more they appreciate it, B, the better our results are going to be. Cool. Cool. Um, all right. So sales sales process, we've covered a little bit. Um, I'd like to, to share just before we wrap up a few ideas that we can use video post sell because you hinted at it earlier. So whether that's with perhaps existing customers, whether that's people that have just signed a contract, perhaps it's customers that have been with us a long time and want to see if we can perhaps add value to their accounts, perhaps upsell them. Any, 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 any unusual tips or ideas there, Ethan? Uh, no, I'll just speak to some, some broad ideas, maybe drop in a couple of use cases sure. to see where I take it. But I just want to reiterate, especially in an onboarding scenario, right? You're onboarding someone into the product or service for you at an agency, Sam, it might be something like, Hey, these are the three main people you're going to work with introducers. Hey, my name's so-and-so I specialize in this, that, and the other thing, if you ever have questions like this or this or anything related, reach out to me. Mm. Um, I'm so-and-so and I do blah, blah, blah. Like, so I mean, that's in an agency model. It's about who and what they do and who to reach out to and when kind of stuff, maybe. Um, yeah. For a technical product uh, or a piece of software or whatever, it's, you know, here's what you need to know. Here's how the thing's laid out. Um, and maybe I'm your primary point of contact. Reach out to me again. Those, if you're doing them at high volume, then you're going to want to do those as evergreen videos and maybe sequence them and send them out automatically. Hey, now that you're a customer, you're going to be getting a series of emails over the next three weeks. They should answer all the common questions that people like you tend to have at this point. If you ever gotcha. need anything specific, just reply to that email or pick up the phone and give us a call or go to our support site or however you're supporting people. I will say though, uh, one of the agencies that I work with, um, they when I signed up with them, 
they they each this is a little bit different step than just using a tool like BombBomb to like re live record a video and send it. Um, you can also upload videos into BombBomb and send them too, which is what they ended up doing. Is they got all of their team members to record these short like welcome things that were about Ethan and BombBomb and how excited they were to work with us, et cetera. And someone edited all the clips together, so, so it was like this this truly bespoke, unique welcome message. Now it wasn't the true onboarding. The rest of the onboarding was was primarily like, um, here's how you do this. Tomorrow we're going to tell you how to do that, et cetera, kind of a thing. So anyway, mm -hmm. onboarding. Um, obviously, uh, we're we're doing some form typically of like a quarterly business review, a QBR or something like that. Those meetings, in my opinion, could be made actually super engaging and constructive and forward-looking and collaborative if we do a good job of keeping people updated in between those periods, right? And so by that, I mean, if you're an account manager and you've got 12 accounts you're overseeing or something like that, pay attention to what's going on in those accounts. You're probably doing something like that already, but don't just know it and, and prepare and sit on it for six weeks until that QBR comes up or so whatever your version of an account update is. So give video updates along the way. They could be short. They could be five minutes long. They could be two minutes long. They could be eight minutes long. Depends how often you send them and the nature of the account and what they need to know. Sure. But that way, when you get to the live time together, and this is for any meeting, by the way, internal or external, then all of the kind of like the 15 to 30 minutes of updates of just dumping information on somebody, it's already been done. So when you get together, you just reestablish the most important stuff and you can spend the rest of the time being creative, being in conversation, brainstorming, getting shared commitments, walking out ideas, and this kind of like the true useful uh, um, approach to spending mm. that live time together. You can do some of the easier, lighter weight, like one-way information sharing through video messages along the way. Yeah. Um, on a one-to-one -one or a one-to-everyone basis, just staying in touch with your past clients or, pa or current customers, whatever that looks like for you. Like a lot of the people that use our service you know, are, are kind of like, you know, for example, like a, a mortgage loan officer, you know, they tend to work with a client once every handful of years, right? But you still want to stay in touch with them to generate repeat uh, business in the future, to generate referral business, et cetera. So find ways like timely, relevant ways that aren't like boring or generic that make you the expert that allow you to provide value to your past clients or your current customers in a way, and I hate this phrase too, but I'm going to use it anyway, just to kind of stay top of mind to be available so that when that conversation comes up, you know, in Slack between coworkers, like, hey, does anyone know someone who does X, Y, or Z? Like, yes, you need to talk to my friend, Jeff. Jeff is the guy, right? Or it's, no, nah, I don't really have anybody. And the difference between those two is, do I feel like Jeff is my guy? Do I feel like Jeff has my back? Do I feel like Jeff stays in front of me? Do I feel like Jeff adds value to my life? When I think about this category or this problem or this opportunity, do I have a brand name or a person's name in mind? Video can make that difference. But the key is this is just basic good you know, marketing, sales, and customer service, customer success. It's just you know, how can we consistently um, – stay in front of people in a useful way that doesn't feel like some kind of a shallow token effort. Um, and when we do want to go out and seasonally ask for referrals, it doesn't feel like we're just ask, ask, asking all the time. It's just a, it's a natural thing. Like, well, of course, I mean, they give me personal updates every six weeks. Why wouldn't I think of someone else that might enjoy this extremely awesome level of service? And so um, that's just a quick run through that. There are a lot of things to do. You can do it again, evergreen or personal. You can do it 
one to one, or you can do it one to everyone or one to segment is another great way to do that. Like if you look at your customer base, you yep. probably can cut it, you know, at at least three different ways, if not 13 different ways. And so finding ways to be more specific is even better. I think that's really good, especially the, um, I don't want to call it donkey work, but things like if you do have a classic onboarding process where you're perhaps sending, I don't know, manuals or guides, or you're having Zoom calls for hours just to explain people how they can use your software or how they can get to grips with your product. If you've got videos that are made, engaging, uh, that you can just shoot straight across, whether that's as part of the sequence or via email, and that just yeah. saves you and the client tons of time. And then like you say, when you do have those conversations together, they're actually meaningful and you can talk about how they're doing, where they want to go, any problems they're having, what their goals are for the next month or so, or just make best use of your time rather than going over things that you can do in your spare time. And just like you said, it's evergreen content. So that's really, really useful. And then just keeping in touch with with current clients, using it for referrals all, all makes perfect sense. Um, and with that, Ethan, I think, think we're good for time. So I want to thank you very much for coming on, sir. Yeah, really appreciate I enjoyed it. it. I love talking about this stuff. I appreciate that you're out there, you know, pioneering this with the rest of us. My guess is that fewer than half a million people on earth are doing this on any consistent basis. It could even be lower than that. And I feel like millions should. Definitely, definitely agree. Like I say, I, I don't get videos. I, I can't recall apart from yourself the last time I got a video message. So it just shows that there's definitely a gap at the moment so ethan please do tell us more about how we can connect with you with you how we can learn from you a bit more at business and the best way to get in touch sure my name is ethan butte last name is b-e-u-t-e -E. you can hit me up on pretty much any social network by first name and last name and uh the software company is called bomb bomb it's just the word bomb twice b-o-m-b b-o-m-b.com and we're bomb bomb on all the social networks and um uh it, the book that I wrote with my friend Steve, who's our CMO, is at bombbomb.com slash book. The Customer Experience Podcast is at bombbomb.com slash podcast. So reach out however you want. Engage however you want. Happy to answer any questions about any of this stuff. I spend a lot of time doing this. As you said in the introduction, Sam, I'm also a practitioner. Uh, but I'm engaging with our customers and other people in the community at large all the time. So I'm constantly collecting and sharing uh, new insights and ideas and use cases, et cetera. So as you start going down this road, you run into any problems, questions, et cetera, reach out, hit me up, happy to help. Top man. And we'll put all of those links over in that show episode notes at businessgrowth.marketing. And with that, I want to thank you once again, Ethan. Really enjoyed the conversation, sir. Yeah, me too. Thanks so much. Cheers, dude. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to hit subscribe to Business Growth Show, wherever the heck you get your podcasts from. We interview business leaders each and every week to provide actionable tips across marketing, across sales, all with a view to grow your sales and grow your business. And with that, we'll catch you on the next episode. Are you tired of hunting for clients? You could be missing out on regular inbound opportunities, all because your website isn't on the first page of Google. Perhaps you're already spending money on marketing, but your website is failing to convert your hard-earned visitors into a consistent flow of leads and sales. Want to learn more about WebChoice's unusual approach that brings idle clients straight to you? Book a free digital marketing assessment today at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com.